Hi, and welcome to episode 236 of No Crying in Baseball. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth from the backyard of the Wilmington Brew Works. We are out on location. So we've had a day, my friends. We just saw the Wilmington Blue Rocks take on the Hickory Crawdads. Yeah, we did. What was the name of the stadium? Well, it has about seven names. One right. of them is like Judy, what's Judy's last name? Judy Johnson, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, but Judy and had Fowley. a really good story. Yeah, so. Judy's actually a Negro League player, which we didn't know. We thought she was like a school board member, so we were very pleased to see she had like a real history. Yeah. And all of that. But um, yeah, so it's um, Nationals High A playing uh, Rangers High A. And, and the coolest thing is we both got uh, Mr. Celery koozies, but we didn't actually see Mr. Celery. So you see there's there's two mascots in, involved here. Yep. There's the moose, whose name skirts copyright just barely. It's like Rocky Ro- Blue Rocky Winkle, Blue Winkle. Uh-huh. Which, you know, I don't know. We've got the lawyer at the, at the side here, and I'm guessing he's not a p- patent attorney, but Rocky Blue Winkle works for a name and then there's mr celery which which patty looked into the backstory of mr celery is completely urban legend so there are like 17 re- um things about mr celery i'm going to link to a story that i found that how had awesome different people from the um the team describing how it got there one of them was decades ago some organization came in to do like a healthy eating thing with you know different <laughs> foods and costumes and when they left they left the celery behind <laughs> <laughs> and someone said, hey, I have an idea. Let's go out and dance whenever we score a run in the celery costume. Um, and there are, 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 are quite a variety of them. What, one of the, the theories involves Bloody Marys, oh. which is one that I would totally buy into. But in I'm any case, yeah. So, But we, we didn't actually lay eyes on Mr. Celery, but boy, was there a lot of celery swag there. And there was a pub called Stalker's. <laughs> Pub, which I have mixed feelings about. I do love a pun, but also it was a little creepy. Yeah, but we did, a, you know, take advantage of the p- photo op. So look at our Twitter feed to see us with the stalkers. So we're at this beautiful brewery. It's a gorgeous day. We're outside. We're drinking a so flight nice. and we're snacking. So mm-hmm. I know we pride ourselves on having excellent <laughs> sound quality. Well, put that aside for today because today we're on location and you're just going to hear us chewing and drinking and um, there's, a train may go by at any point. So just hold tight, everybody. <laughs> right. It's going to be in for a bumpy ride. Right. And clearly we pre-gamed. So the, one of the really nice things I don't know what you mean by that. We, we at, the, at the ballpark. We gamed. We gamed. It was we an actual game. We gamed. Actually, but we, we, we drank while we watched baseball. You know, shocker right there. But also look at our social media. I don't know what I posted on. But we've got our frat beer can lineup. Yep. Because we were in the first row and we got to line up our, our beer cans. And there was a woohoo brew. Which my cousin pointed out that would go really well with the Woo socks, but it's not. It's here, and I think we're going to be bringing some home from this brewery. I, I recommend Woohoo Brew. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun because um, when the when Mr. Celery comes out, apparently that is a song <laughs> to which he or she or they I don't know what the what the vegetable Celery claims, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. what they dance to. Yeah, yeah. So now we each have a lovely flight of beer. And I am drinking, right now I think I'm going to take a sip of Polychromatic Dream to kick things off as I shout out our new Patreons. So thank you very much, Deborah Farrell, a.k.a. our West Coast correspondent, and Susie Fulton for signing up on Patreon. You too can sign up on Patreon. And we've been throwing some fun things up there, and we're going to be throwing out some um, random audio recordings that we did at the ballpark today. So if you would like to hear our rambles and see some pictures of our text exchanges and things like that sign up on patreon but deborah and Susie, you guys signed up at a very high level so you both are entitled to us saying 
what you want on air. So any new Patreon gets a shout out. <laughs> but if you sign up at, at a certain level, we will also, you know, throw out a birthday wish or say something nice about the Yankees if you want. Or like, like whatever. a video board message. Yeah. That's what we are. That's for so sure. Get in touch with us, Deborah and Susie, and we will say whatever you want. Um, can we put a caveat in there, you know, and just, we, <laughs> probably, we'll probably, probably say whatever you right, want. Right, right, right. We trust these guys, though. We know them. We know them. Oh, they're, sure. They're, they're, oh, sure. They're going to they're gonna push us mm-hmm. to the limits, though, because, you know, also, yes, we know them. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, so the Patreon thing is um, we are not trying to make money with this show, but we'd like not to lose money. So yes. we appreciate contributions to help pay for our costs every month. Thank you very much. Hey, so um, last week I talked about telling a friend while watching the Yankees play the Orioles about the Yankees rule about grooming, about cutting your hair and all of this stuff. And I just wanted to share a quote from the Washington Post this week talking about um, how how baseball is trying to change like uniforms and change big things, but there's some really basic things they should just get with the program and change. Yes. And the Yankees were one of them. It's like, you know, they have this whole the anti-vaccination situation that they're cowing to, and yet they have this haircut thing. So this was the quote from the Washington Post. I hope you like this. This is for you, Potty Mouth. The Yankees may not have a full roster available during crucial division games in Toronto next month, but hey, at least their unvaccinated players will look acceptable like clean-cut <laughs> office managers while sitting at home. I, I do appreciate that. I absolutely do appreciate that. I, I want to give um, just one more little caveat for for my quality control today. I was up mighty late last night cross-training. I got to see DC United, our local soccer team, take on the New England Revolution, which is the soccer team of, you know, my homeland at, here at Audi Field. And I recommend cross-training. It was loads of fun. There was definitely sections where there was a lot of beer being thrown in the air, and I was not quite prepared for that. But overall, it was it was definitely worth the while. There were fireworks, super cool, and and it's right across the street from Nats Park. So it's like you know could have gone to a doubleheader that day. Actually, there was a Nats oh. game in the afternoon, DC United in the evening. Maybe sure. I'm thinking like thinking ahead on summer plans. Oh, that's true. We should we should definitely like look at a couple of different sets of schedules when we oh. plan our days on the weekends. Oh my gosh. Although I gotta say, I'm having a perfect Sunday. This is so much <laughs> so fun. So nice, man. This duvet is really good. Have you tried this yet? No, I'm saving it for dessert. Oh, I have you're to get too good. I have to get through um, fish and chips first. Okay. So on today's show, hey Miggy, we might sing. I don't know. We've got the wrong kind of beer parade featuring an enormous number of boyfriends. Kelsey Whitmore. We've got the police blotter featuring Tim Anderson and the infamous Yankee letter, and the pitch clock is our friend. I appreciate the pitch clock. I, I like new friends. It's nice to have new friends. All right, we didn't number anything. Hey, Miggy. <laughs> so you're just going to tell me when to talk. Hey, Miggy. You should talk. Hey, Miggy. Hey, Miggy, you're so fine because you were my boyfriend once upon a time. So those of you who have been listening to us for a while know that we have baseball boyfriends. These are the guys that we pick in the off season every year because there's something cool about them. And we've been doing this for a while, so I don't even remember which year I picked Miguel Cabrera. It was not that long ago, actually, uh, from the Detroit Tigers currently. He did it. You guys have all heard about it. 33rd player to hit 3,000 hits. 39 years old. This is his 20th season playing baseball. And the, one of the coolest things to find out there, and maybe I'll, I'll figure out how to put a link in our show notes or tell Patty to put the link in our show notes, <laughs> is there's a nice um, montage of his first hit versus his 3,000th hit. And just to see how Miggy has grown over 20 years. This man is Hall of Fame bound. All-star 11 times. 
AL MVP twice, and of course the famous Triple Crown in 2012. That just does not happen that often. Neither does the 3,000 hits 500 home run club. He's only number seven on there with Hank Aaron, Henry Aaron, sorry, I shouldn't say that. You know, I mean, the whole Hank versus Henry thing is something we've talked about before. Yep. He wanted to be called Henry. Everyone calls him Hank. I should call him Henry Aaron. Alex Rodriguez, Albert Pujols, uh, Willie Mays, Rafael Palmero, Eddie Murray, and Miguel Cabrera now. Also, just a side note, if you did not listen to last week's episode, please do do so to, re- to hear why we no longer support any uh, achievements of Albert Pujols. Um, but if he gets another double, this is going to be in a super exciting thing because there are only three or currently only two players, Henry Aaron and Pujols, who have done 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and 600 doubles. These numbers are just crazy. Those are enormous. So I'm guessing before the end of the season he's going to get a double and it's going to be super cool. So while we're smashing the Yankees today, which is going to be a, a, an ongoing theme, I believe, they intentionally walked him after he was 2,999, which is debatable whether it was a dick move or whether it was the playing baseball, which, you know, played to win, definitely. You know, I'm not a fan of the unwritten rules and why do something besides try to win the game? But really, I mean, just a, a, a harsh situation, but I appreciate Tigers fans because they apparently have become familiar with the chant that Red Sox fans use, you know, just whenever where they're playing anyone, they use the Yankees suck chant. So Tigers fan broke out in that. Uh, you know, they were down one to nothing, and they walked Miggy to get to Austin Meadows, who had a pretty low average. So it makes sense, I guess, from their point of view. But it actually worked against them because Meadows got a hit, and they lost 3-1. to one. So, so you're saying that karma sort of bit them in the butt. Yes, karma's a bitch. Yep, you got it. It was against the Rockies, against a fellow, fellow Venezuelan, which is interesting. Antonio Senzatela on Saturday and the like the best like photo op from the whole thing is the first dude to come over and give him the big hug and congratulate him is Jose Iglesias who was my former boyfriend from the Angels last year I first adored him when he was on the Red Sox but he also spent some time on the Tigers with Miggy and just to see that little relationship in the cross team bonding was super sweet so I will tip my hat to Miggy Cabrera and hope to hell that he doesn't do anything stupid. So Because we can gets. keep loving Miggy Cabrera. Right. I don't want to knock any more guys off this list. For damn sure. So, like, my boyfriend report this week is going to be encapsulated completely within one story about the Yankees and the Guardians. I appreciate that. And we talked about unwritten rules, and we didn't write this rule down, and we didn't talk about this rule when we described our, here are some, you know, rules for being in a ballpark, for being a fan. Did we have to make this a rule, the don't throw things rule? Oh, my God. Rule? Because here's what happened. Okay, so we're recording on Sunday. Yesterday, Saturday's game in Yankee Stadium with the Guardians, there was... What they called a beer parade. Now, if I heard the words beer parade, I would I think... I would get excited, really. I would love this. They're going to, you know, I can I can have a, a delicious beverage. They're probably going to throw me some beads. We're going to sing some songs about <laughs> beer. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be a lovely thing. Well, apparently that's not what happened. Here's what happened. Um, two outs in the ninth inning. Rookie, just extraordinaire, Stephen Kwan, who's having a 
<laughs> oh, of our first amazing, season. Amazing. Um, by the way, we're trying not to swear because we are outside and there are small well, children nearby. So we're gonna we're gonna Great. screw that up and we're gonna do our best. He's having a very nice season. Um, he crashed into a wall. So um, so Potty Mouth's boyfriend Isaiah Kiner Falefa hit a double and um, Stephen Kwan was chasing it down, hit the wall super hard and got uh. was getting checked for a concussion. The trainer came out. Tito came out, and apparently there were some Yankee fans sort of celebrating the injury That's in the stand. Wrong. It was totally wrong. So right fielder Oscar Mercado, who was my previous um, uh, Guardians boyfriend, and um, Miles Straw, the center fielder for the Guardians, started kind of like yelling back at them, trying to like shut that down because that's yeah. not okay. And um, as uh, Mercado said, chirp all you want, but don't celebrate someone getting hurt. Right? That's a basic rule. So That's, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm claiming Miles Straw right now for next year, unless things okay. change. That's because fair. what he did to defend who he called his teammate and his brother, Stephen Kwan, at this point when this fan started mouthing off and cheering the fact that this guy was down, he got hurt badly. He climbed the outfield wall to confront the fan. Wow. And apparently he got right in the fan's face and the fan shut Good. down immediately. But he said afterwards, classless, worst fan base on the planet. Yeah. He said, be a normal baseball fan and just enjoy what's going on. I feel as a Yankees fan, you got to be excited for your team. You should be cheering. You should never prey on someone. Guy went headfirst into a hard wall. There's no business for saying the things those guys said to him. It got to me a little bit, and I said what I said. If I were to do it again, I probably would have said the same thing. And yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, like, he got in the guy's face, you know, from the other side of the wall or whatever, but he didn't do any. I mean, he just, like, shut the guy down. So, next play... Patty Mouse's former boyfriend, Glaber Torres, hits a walk-off single to right field, right? Which is where uh, which is where Oscar Mercado is, and he goes to get the ball. Because it's the, the end of the game, the Yankees just walked it off. He's going to get the ball because it's his job because he's an outfielder. <laughs> yeah. And he claimed this is when the beer parade happened, which wow. is basically guys from the stands, people, people in the stands throwing beer cans, some of which had beer in them, which makes them heavy and super dangerous and all kinds of debris onto the field and also into the bullpen. So it was described as like it looked like a frat house living room the morning after a rager, according to The Athletic. So you can crazy. see clips of this online. It's horrific. So partially full beer cans came near Mercado's head. Um, uh, the the um, Guardian's reliever, Trevor Stefan, was hit in the head with an ice cream cone. In oh the bullpen. In the I mean, bullpen. In the bullpen. Yeah, so, you know, Mercado said, you know, you can celebrate your team walking it off all you want, but don't throw shit on the field. Sorry for cussing. This is what he said. He said sorry yes. for cussing. Um, but that's how people can get hurt. Also, I'm okay with you cussing, Oscar. Well, I know. I kind of feel like this is, if you're going to cuss, this is yeah. the time to do it. So, also, Josh Naylor, my also previous, oh, yeah. previous boyfriend, points out the expense of this and describes the, the no crying in baseball way to work here. He says this, win with respect. You don't need to throw stuff on the field. You don't need to hurt anyone. You guys won. Cheer and have fun. Have some beers with each other. But you don't need to throw them on the field. You're just wasting your money. Right? So my two previous Yankees, well actually John Carlos Stanton's my current yeah. Yankees boyfriend, Aaron Judge, previous, previous Yankees boyfriend, actually tried to get the fans to stop. So if you watch the video of yeah. this, a lot of Guardians come and try to get Oscar off the field to protect him, and a bunch of Yankees go on the field to try to stop the fans from doing this horrible thing, kind of started by Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton to stop them. Um, so they were protecting the Cleveland players. They were really, like, standing up for their guy, which was pretty cool. Um, and the question is, are there going to be consequences? Right. I mean, this for is all the, on video. Yeah. You could probably ID these people who were throwing things on the field. Are they, I don't know if there'll be consequences or not. So, uh, the same day, a beer can flew at Cody Bellinger at Pepco Park, 
you know, we know that you know this mm. has happened to uh, to the Red Sox, to yeah, yeah. to Verdugo. Um, this this stuff happens, and it needs to not happen because yeah. this is dangerous and it's bad sportsmanship. And do the heck better. I mean, your team just won in a walk off. It's crazy. Like, a, don't cheer somebody getting hurt, and B, celebrate the fact that your team just won in a walk off by celebrating, by cheering, by being happy about it, not doing this. So I'm, I think we have to write this stupid rule down, even though, what the heck? Right. Why do we need to write this rule down? Don't throw shit on the field. Right. Oops, there's toddlers right. around. Yep. Yeah, but but really, and and it's Yankees Stadium beer is expensive. Like, what are these people doing? Well, they're all made of money, apparently. I don't know, because that's what it must be, because otherwise, why would they do that ridiculous thing? But anyway, so Miles Straw is my emergency backup boyfriend for the Guardians, should I need one, because he's kind of heroic in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not backing down. He's like, if I had to do it again, I'd say the same thing. Say the same thing. So good for him. So if we're going to be smashing the Yankees, I have to um, be honest and come forth and criticize my Red Sox when it's worth being criticized. And the Red Sox are about to go to Toronto this week, but Tanner Houck will not be pitching because he is not vaccinated. And he said, I quote, I'm bummed I won't be able to make the start. And actually, there's another quote that I, I saw in the car on the way here, and I didn't write down, but he, he basically <laughs> said, I would do anything for my team. Well, what do you mean do anything except being vaccinated? So apparently that's not what he's willing to do for his team. You know, interestingly, and unfortunately, coincidentally, the, the Red Sox have had a little bit of a COVID scare recently. Yep. Even Alex Cora, two, both of their catchers, Pluecki and Vasquez came down, but they're all vaxxed. And yep. so I think even Vasquez is back already. I mean, it's it's not as severe. And so Tanner Houck needs to learn from his um, from his teammates. And to his credit, uh, Mr. Pottymouth, who is on our Fantasy Baseball Boyfriend League, got rid of Tanner Houck because he realized that, you know, that's not somebody that we would pick as being boyfriend caliber. So... That's right. We haven't put um, anti-vaxxers definitively on the nobody right. can have them, but they sure are on the hosts list mm-hmm. for, no, we're not cool about this. I, I ended up dropping a Cleveland reliever last year for the same reason. Yep. So, yep. So, yay, yay, Mr. Potty Mouth for that. Hey, let me um, do a little bit of police blotter okay. next. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> on the behaving badly, but I totally get why you did this category, <laughs> Tim Anderson. Hey, another former boyfriend of mine. They're yeah. everywhere. We you know what? When you do this for so many years, the boyfriends just are everywhere. So Tim Anderson of the um, the White Sox, who is normally kind of a flawless player, like last season he had only 10 errors altogether. Well, on, on Wednesday's game versus Cleveland, he had three errors in a row. Three errors oh in one God. game. He doesn't do that. So he's pretty frustrated. And the yeah. Cleveland fans were having none of that. So um, Cleveland fans, again, please refer to our rules about please do not mock teams unless they really do a horrible thing. And yep. making an error, they know they made a mistake. They don't need you to remind them. Right. But the Cleveland fans reminded him, and he got ticked. And so he flipped off the fan, and which probably would have gone unseen <laughs> except for the uh, the the broadcast booth had just been sort of honoring him and um, <laughs> comparing him actually to Pete Rose with what his stats look like. Wow. And so they were focused on him. So the camera was completely on him between when innings off when he flipped off the fan. I, you know, I'm okay with that. So he was given a one-game suspension and an undisclosed sized fine, okay. which he has um, he has appealed. So he's still oh. he's playing until there, there's a hearing there about that. Um, 
but he did apologize and said, yep, I'm completely accountable by it. And it was a bad move because I know there are people who look up to me and they watch what I do and I shouldn't have done it. And that seemed like a pretty reasonable yeah. thing, but I, I don't know. I don't blame him though. I don't blame him at all. <laughs> I don't blame him at all. Okay, I want more police blotter. Sure. So you may have heard this, this thing called the Yankee letter. Um, the Yankee letter is newsy. It was initially a letter sent by Paul Manfred to the Yankees in 2017 detailing results of an investigation into sign stealing because the Yankees complained to MLB about the Red Sox with the whole Apple Watch incident and so Major League Baseball did, as you are very familiar, I'm sure, did an investigation into several teams as to what their sign stealing situation was. And the public announcement by uh, by the commissioner's office was that the, the dugout phone was being used by the Yankees when it shouldn't be. But they said in their public statement that the the content, the thing that the, the call was about wasn't against the rules. It was just they shouldn't have been using the dugout phone for that. But this letter may or may not back that up. And the letter had been sealed. And huh. this, this became newsy because of a class action suit brought by DraftKings users versus MLB, the Red Sox, and the Astros because they said, hey, if we're betting on baseball and you guys are fixing stuff, is that fair to us? I mean, like, you're doing stuff that we can't, we don't know that it's really happening. So they want to see this letter because they want to know what MLB actually found out about what the Yankees were doing and how that compares to what other people were doing. So the appeals court denied the attempt to keep the letter sealed. So it's probably going to get opened at some point this week and we'll see how that, how the private sealed communication between MLB, the commissioner's office, and the Yankees compares to what the commissioner's office said publicly about their findings into this investigation. Oh, no. Fascinating, huh? Well, I'm wondering if this is going to influence our boyfriend picking, too, because we've made, we've drawn a line with both the Red Sox and the Astros that we haven't picked anybody who is involved in either one of those scandals or who were on the the teams those two years, which is totally, like, fucked up our picks for both Red Sox and Astros. So if we have to go there with the Yankees, I don't know. Math is hard. It's way too hard. Math is super hard. I can do some good news stuff. I'm on that. So I don't remember if it was last week or the week before that we talked about Kelsey Whitmore playing with the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, which is an expansion team. They, it's actually their first season, which I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, didn't know at the time, in the Independent Atlantic League, but it is connected to MLB. So she was signed with the team whenever we last talked about her, but she got to play in a game. She pinch ran. So now she's officially the first woman to have played in an MLB connected league. Absolutely not the last, and there's much more coming for her. What I thought was fascinating is that she started the game as the first base coach, so I don't quite understand like how rules and roles work Probably with this Probably a lot league. less staffing in independent leagues yeah. than there are in, say, minor league teams, which are, you know, officially owned by as opposed to just sort of have relationships with major league teams for instance oh hey before we move on from women doing cool things in baseball i need to apologize for being swayed from my initial pronunciation of Alyssa nakin which was right and i questioned it because i we had rum and i questioned nakin and i switched it to nakin for the whole rest of the show and it really is nakin and our west coast correspondent gave me the handy dandy mnemonic of nakin rhymes with kraken oh So apologies to Alyssa Nackin for only getting your name right (laughs) once in the whole entire show and saying it wrong the whole rest of the time. I blame the rum. That's fair. That's totally fair. I I hope I got Kelsey Whitmore right. Yeah, that one seems pretty pretty straightforward. So she she pinch ran in the ninth inning, 
and um, definitely more to come there. All right, should I go to International Ball now? Sure, go ahead. All right, so just a little quick, I'm a little short on the International Baseball update for this week. See um, excessive sports and beer above, but Panda Pablo Sandoval, I didn't realize, is playing. He just keeps on going. He's like the Energizer Panda. <laughs> He's the Energizer as Panda to the for Energizer sure. Bunny. Uh huh. He's playing with the Acereros de Monclova in the in the Mexican League, and on the year second game of the season, he got a home run. So good for power him. to the Panda. Not so exciting is that Addison Russell is on his team. So he's on our never going to be a boyfriend list because he's clearly implicated in some terrible abuse that his former wife actually posted. Go back to some old, yeah, that beer is really good. Go back to some <laughs> some old podcasts of ours. And actually, just like a side note, every time we say, you know, this is a former boyfriend or whatever, that means that we've talked about them extensively and given like some backstories and some interesting facts about them. So you can go back and uh, just do a little bit of research in our back episodes. Someday we'll come up with a really nice filing system, but you know, just dive in, see what you can find. I want to talk about the pitch clock. And the interesting thing to me is I plan to talk about this earlier, and then we saw the pitch clock oh in action so today good. at this high A game we I'm went a to. Fan. Um, yeah, between the Crawdads and the Blue Rocks, and the pitch clock is being tried out. This is one of the rules that the minor leagues are experimenting with before the majors decide whether or not they're going to use them. Um, one week into the minor league season, it sounds pretty sure that the majors are going to pick this up because it made a heck of a difference and didn't seem to change play. It just sped things wow. along. So let me explain how this goes. Okay, so the data I'm giving you is based on the first 132 games, the first basically week or so of the minor league season. Um, those games... Those 132 games using the pitch clock averaged 20 minutes less in playing time than minor league games did last year. That's a huge amount. Here's how it works. Pitchers get 14 seconds to deliver a pitch when no one is on base. They get 18 seconds when there are runners on. The hitters, you know how the hitters are often like they walk out of the batter's box yeah. and they walk around and they readjust absolutely everything. Hello, Mike Hargrove. And, you know, the human rain delay. And then they get back in, whatever. So the hitters can't do that anymore. They are assessed a strike if they are not in the box and ready to hit with at least nine seconds left on the pitch clock. The pitchers, if they don't pitch in time, are assessed a ball. So there are very real consequences immediately. The other interesting thing is they sort of follow our rules, which I don't think we mentioned about ballpark rules. You know, we do boo throwovers, but mm-hmm. we, we give the pitcher at least two throwovers to first before we really yeah, start booing. The doubt and so this yeah. pitch clock rule, there's a limit of two pickup pickoff throws. Oh, nice. It's like they want to avoid the NCIB booing or something. That's um, fair. So it's that or step off. So either a throw to, over to first or a step off count. So they can't okay. have more than two of those. And in these 132 games, there's been no effect on offense. There, um, this average number of runs, all of those things, average hits, pretty much flat. So all it does is speed the game along. There are some pitchers who aren't so happy about it. There's others that are just fine with it. Um, We'll see how it goes for longer. This is just one week's worth of data, mm. but it looks pretty darn good. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Jazz Chisholm had an incident this past week with some time stepping out of the box. And, yeah, the, look into it because I didn't write down the details on it. But he ended up winning the, the bout. Yeah, he's he's been doing all right no matter what. So he's like one of the few people on my 
on my team, which we're going to talk about in just 10 seconds, but first I want to uh. let you guys know that um, advertising on uniforms is coming. Um, Motorola is the first advertiser to sign on to have a, an advertising patch on a Major League Baseball uniform. They have an agreement with the Padres. Um, this is not new for them. They have agreements in the NBA. They advertise on uniforms for both the Bucks and the Pacers. So it's very likely that in 2023 you'll see advertising patches on many uniforms. So I'm doing a little bit of a toddler scan here because I'm a fan of hashtag ass ads because I think that there should be a big ol' ad against the across the players but because that's a thing that's done a lot with with women's clothing there's a lot of like the the brand name across the butt so this is a perfect opportunity you know you've got your catcher you've got like the angles that you're getting from the sides with the batter, I'm ass you ads. You, you, you never ads. see the, the, the catcher's butt when they are playing That's their true. position. It, yeah. They could be like thigh ads. Okay. All right. Well, well with the batters. With the batters. That's weird. Ass ads. I don't know. I don't yeah. feel good about this, but hey, so we're going to talk very briefly, very briefly, because I'm very sad about our um, fantasy team. <laughs> but first, I'm going to celebrate right. Mr. Potty Mouth because he's sitting right here because the leftovers our number one. Congratulations, Mr. Potty Mouth. I heard about that first thing this morning. Yep. Did you? Before and I even opened my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> There's some sign language going on. I don't know, Mr. Potty Mouth. I think you could just step right in and, yeah, and, well. and share your feelings if you wanted to. You don't want to. Okay. He's so um, number one is the leftovers, Mr. Potty Mouth. Number two, our West Coast correspondent, Deborah, Deborah F's team. Uh, number three, not as depressed, Ace fan. Number, hey, Braden, good number work. four, Spicy Susie, Hot Mess Express. Number five, Karen's legit team. Number six, the kids who are smack dab in the middle. They never change a thing, and yet they are consistent as all goes out. Number seven, Bono's boyfriends. Number eight, I Zombies is for adults. Number nine, Hail Mary. And then in your basement. Hello. In your basement, we've got Potty Mouth Posse. Followed by me, your commissioner, hold supporting the rest of you. Stand on my shoulders. I will carry yeah. you because there it is. I just want to say that just a huge shout out to everybody who's playing with us because it's super fun. And I just, you know, even though we're looking at you from the basement, we're just hoping everybody's enjoying the experience and a little bit there's, of smack talk here and there. It's there's fun. nobody I'd rather look up to than these folks. Yeah. <laughs> Including you, Mr. Potty you Mouth, I got to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. And I have to go home with this guy. <laughs> Shit, he's driving. I got to be careful. Would you stop? I, Just stop. I adore you. You're the best, Mr. Potty Mouth. You don't have to go home. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh no. All right. All I'm right. Gonna, so I'm just saying that while Potty Mouth says what's going on this coming week, I'm going to have another sip of this mm. duvet with this cherry vanilla milkshakey thing of deliciousness dessert it's beer that so I'm having good. here, which is very good. I don't know what's going on this coming week. I'm going to bring home some Woohoo Brew, and we are going to another baseball game next weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to an O's game. What kind of game are you going to? Oh, it's a Red Sox game. Yeah, no, it's an O's game. So we're gonna, <laughs> we'll be sitting in the outfield at Camden Yards. Um, I will be yelling to Kike Hernandez. Yeah, you will. Please come see us and say hi. And and you're welcome because I was the one who reminded um, Mr. <laughs> yes. Potty Mouth that you probably needed to menace Kike, and so that's where we should get our that's seats. That's awesome. Yeah. So looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, um, so if you are new to our podcast, please feel free to find past episodes, look them up, listen to some old ones, catch up on old boyfriends if you have friends or family you think would like to listen to us talk about baseball please let them know about the show leave us a review or a rating if you can and absolutely come talk to us online especially if you have corrections because we love getting corrected yes yes i am in charge of the corrections department so you can reach me on twitter at ncib podcast facebook and instagram is no crying in b-ball excellent until next week fight the man is the right thing to do and 
Say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. I've had issues all day. You have had issues.